0: Scripture reading and the following address are part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on September the eleventh, twenty twenty two. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Holy Gospel for this Sunday is written in the Gospel according to St Luke, Chapter fifteen, beginning at the first verse. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who need no repentance. Or what woman... This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. Again, we thank you, Lord, that you seek the lost. Seek our hearts out as we hear your word proclaimed and return us to your fold. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. The parable of the lost sheep is such a well-known parable, you might ask, well, why bother preaching on it to people who are not lost, or who know it so well from their Sunday school years? Well, my initial answer is that the parable is not about being lost, but in fact about being found, and the great joy of those who find things that are lost, the great joy of God and his heaven when we are found, when sinners repent. And secondly, though we as adults know Jesus, our good shepherd, and his teachings quite well, our, it is our sinful hearts, in our sinful hearts, that we continually fall away or wander from Him. We're tempted to do so. And sometimes it's because of our selfish desires, doubts, or uncaring attitudes, or when there's such grief and pain in the world, we don't think God cares for us anymore. In such circumstances, we're in danger of being lost. Other times, outside influences lead us away from the company of believers. We should be, and we rightly are concerned for those who absent themselves for long periods of time from the Word of God, and from fellowship and worship, gathering with the church to praise God. They risk becoming lost, or their faith being harmed by predators. Still, not one of us should ever think that we couldn't be led astray simply because we're regular church attenders. For we are all tempted. We all lose sight of Jesus from time to time in the fog of everyday temptations and trials and the sadnesses of this world. It's by grace that the Holy Spirit opens our eyes and reminds us that we have a loving, good shepherd who desires that we turn to him, to call upon him for help, And when we have no voice or ears to listen, he goes out and searches for us, seeks us and brings us home tenderly with great patience as he proved with St. Paul. Isn't it good to know that God doesn't give up on us when we wander away? He doesn't just write us off. Oh well, there's plenty more fish in the sea. No, his attitude is to go and seek the lost. His word and Holy Spirit goes out into the world to seek and find the lost. God sends ministers of the Holy Gospel, sometimes a pastor, but more often a friend, to guide them and even carry them home. The image is often of the young lamb being found and carried home on the shoulders of the shepherd. But old rams and ewes of every age are in need of being found too. Looking at this picture, you may be reminded of a time when you went astray but were brought back into the fold. Perhaps you have shared that story as a cautionary tale for others or you've told it to encourage parents and the whole congregation not to give up on searching and seeking and reaching out to the lost, especially our young people. Others of you are able to share a testimony of your first being found and of the first time of repenting and being unfolded by God's grace and forgiveness. And what great joy that gave you. Joy that lasts to this day. There is great joy in being welcomed and embraced by the community of faith, by your heavenly father who introduces you to the the members of his family. A loving community which is to rejoice over you greatly, without reminding you of your shame and where you've been, but celebrating your return and God's goodness for us all. We're told that the company of heaven rejoices more over one sinner, who repents than over the holy living of 99 righteous people who have not wandered away. Well, we all need repentance. Martin Luther says the, the life of a Christian is one of repentance, continuously turning back to God. All, we are all, and we were all at one stage outside of God's kingdom. That's not to say we were unloved or not sought or prayed for, but at some point, by the action of God and God alone, we were brought into His glorious light. We were baptized and made new with the seal of His promise, and we were greatly rejoiced over—not just by our parents and our sponsors, but by God Himself and the company of heaven. Now, other than this aspect of great rejoicing when we find something, we had our car keys, Michael, or my um, lost marbles, something. What other gems can we gleam and rediscover anew from this well-known parable and the one that follows it? I think one thing is is the focus on the effort and the heart of the one who seeks out the lost, the same heart that we are to have for the lost. There's no effort spared by that shepherd who goes out with a love and a passion for the lost. Even earthly shepherds will leave 99 sheep in the care of each other, hoping for fine weather and the absence of predators as they go and search for that lost one. You know, the work of Jesus is with his people, but he's surely found also in the welcoming, sin of welcoming sinners into his presence and eating and drinking with them. None of us would be here if it were not so. But though we are present, it is also possible to be lost. You can be lost in the midst of the congregation. You can be lost because of grief or disagreement with somebody else by an attitude. And God continues to call us today. The second, the second parable of the lost coin within the household And the efforts of its owner to find it, I think, also focuses on the fact that God searches the church to find the lost, the household of God. That's the very thing that Jesus was doing when he was eating and drinking with tax collectors around Jerusalem and other cities in Israel. He was still eating and drinking with the chosen people of God. They were just lost in their own community and rejected by many. In the second parable, we hear that a woman has lost a coin. She had 10. She's lost one of them. It's most likely a significant coin of a set, a piece of silver from her dowry. And she would not only keep that silver coin as a memento of her wedding day and the love love of her family that sent her to another family to live with, but also as a personal piece of insurance for hard times. If hard times come ahead for her family, she can provide. I've been told that the worth of such a coin might have been about the same value as a lamb. So there might be some significance in Jesus telling the story about a coin that is lost at the same time he has told a parable about one lamb that has been lost. The coin is lost. So what does the woman do? She lights a lamp. Not because it's nighttime, but because her home would have had next to no windows in it. And when you search for something small, you need extra light, don't you? Just as you and I would put on our glasses in our old age try and find that thing, to perhaps even to find the torch. Where's the torch? Where'd I put that? Get a torch to check out the likely spots such as under the fridge. How on earth did Dad lose his mobile phone under the fridge? What was he doing? or most likely in the back of the couch. That seems obvious and practical, doesn't it? When searching for a small object, that we would turn on the light. But Jesus is telling this parable now recorded in Scripture. The more obvious message for us, I think, in the church is that the lost are found by the light of God's word. If someone is lost from the kingdom in our own household, the light of God's word is what's needed. Not just our encouragement, but God's calling voice through His Word, His powerful, Spirit-filled Word, to bring them home. If someone is lost, we light the lamp of God's Word and share it with them to find and restore them. This woman not only lights a lamp, but she's also puts in plenty of effort in sweeping, heart and effort to search for the lost coin not only valuable in itself, but it's personally valuable to her. We seek out people, not because we're just called to go and catch people in a net or to, to seek after them, but because they are loved. And God restores them into relationship with himself. And so we put heart and effort into seeking the lost, but our greatest hope is in God's love for them. The first step in finding the lost is to light the candle of hope in the truth of God's love for all people. Each one is valuable, no matter how we feel about them ourselves. Each one is valuable, no matter how dirty or distant or insulting they've become. God's love seeks them out. And we challenge the lostness in our midst because we care for each other. We care for each other. We see a brother or sister walking the wrong direction and getting lost. We encourage them. We have that difficult conversation. Do we have a right to do so? Yeah, who are you to come and tell me that I'm, I shouldn't be uh, doing this or that? Well, out of love we can. We, we do have a right because we are of the same family. And we're acting on God's behalf when we call a person. So we need to come overcome some of the social Aspects of not talking about things, perhaps. Confronting people. Be brave enough. Because the person is worth regaining to the kingdom. That shepherd goes out and risks his life. Look, he's leaning over a cliff to try and reach that lamb. He's in an uncomfortable situation, out in the cold and the wet with it. That woman's on her hands and knees. We need also... To put, out, put the effort and we may also need to be uncomfortable, made uncomfortable, even judged by the world. Why are you hanging out with those people? The, world that the, pe- the people that the world rejects is where Christians should be. Just as Jesus was accused, he eats and drinks with sinners. Well, he's going to do the same again today as we come forward for Holy Communion. Thank and praise him that he receives us at his table. And it's with love and not judgment that we seek and sweep, that we work and pray, that we shine the full light of God's word, both law and gospel, to people. We we rejoice when their eyes are open to God's love and his presence for them. When attitudes change, when hope is restored and sin is confessed and repented, it is God who embraces and restores them. And we rejoice with the company of angels and archangels when a sinner turns back to God. And we are privileged, are we not, to partake in that work, that gracious work of God in the world. We are a church that prays and seeks others out of love. And how blessed we are personally to have brave and faithful friends in this community who will seek us out. Not as accusers, but as loving shepherds. And there's lamp-lighting sweepers searching with the Savior's love, seeking us out when we go astray. And whether it's our lostness and a wandering away physically from the community or that we're lost in the pews in the midst of the congregation, may the light of God's word shining in the church and the hearts of his people be our anchor, our lighthouse and the path by which Jesus, the Good Shepherd calls us home into his presence again. Amen. The peace of God that passes all human understanding. Keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, who seeks out the lost.